chopsticks can fit in a beard. Should we be thankful for Baskin-Robbins this year? What's this week's big announcement from Nintendo? Get the answers to these questions and more on this episode of Knickknack News, a news podcast featuring exciting tech breakthroughs, scientific discoveries, and fun, uplifting news stories without the political drama. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story this week is ketchup news. This is from businesswire.com because it's, I'm pretty sure this, actually I'm 100% sure this is a press release from Heinz. You'll be able to tell okay. from the way they word everything. Okay. Um, the headline is, it's a big deal. Heinz to launch new pickle ketchup nationwide. Okay. Yeah. It's pickle ketchup. And I bet you're thinking, what is that? <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? Because I was also confused. I am thinking that. I have a guess, mm-hmm. but I will let you explain and then we'll see if my... It's not relish. Okay. <laughs> I will say that. Because <laughs> it's like, wouldn't that be pickle ketchup? But... No. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and again, this is a press release from them. So these are their, these are their words. Okay. Keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. Heinz ketchup and pickles have proudly sat side by side on burgers and hot dogs across America for over 150 years. Whoa. Apparently. Uh, Heinz today announces the launch, the, today being, I think, Tuesday or something, it doesn't matter, announces the <laughs> launch of pickle ketchup a new condiment that combines the tangy and savory flavor of pickles with the unmistakable taste of Heinz ketchup. Great. Okay. Um, Pickle ketchup is the latest Heinz innovation designed to deliver on fans' hunger for unique, elevated, and nuanced flavor experiences. Okay. Yeah. They also said obsession with pickles is at a high, with 73% of Americans reporting that they enjoy the taste of pickles. Okay. (laughs) Oh, are you waiting for them to explain what it is? Yes, yes, I am. Well, don't worry. That's not coming. (laughs) But I have a hunch. I I don't know. We'll get to it. Okay. I promise. But just not from them. Okay. Um, So Katie Peterson, who is the director of Heinz Innovation at the Kraft Heinz Company, says, Increased desire for tasty yet unexpected condiments has served as our innovation North Star for the last several years. The current pickle craze in America mirrors the irrational love. Heinz, sorry, I just love that she said they have an irrational love for Heinz. Uh, it's like, <laughs> shouldn't you think it's rational? Anyway, um, the irrational love Heinz fans have for the brand. So it only made sense for our newest ketchup to blend these two beloved tastes together. Yeah, that's probably not the best thing irrational to say in love. an official statement, but okay. Our fans love our product. We can't explain <laughs> it. It's completely irrational. It's not, not only can we not explain it, we think it's irrational. We, yeah. No, we don't think we, you should love this as much. We think it's so strange that you like this. Um, uh, and yeah, the, the last thing from their press release is that pickle ketchup will re- begin rolling out on shelves in the United States in early 2024. And if you're thinking, wow, that press release sure didn't say what this is. <laughs> I was thinking that. That's exactly what Luckily, I was thinking. Luckily, there was a picture included oh. of a render of what the bottle's going to look like. Um, and it's probably you probably can't read it from there. Um, but it says, pickle flavored with other natural flavors, tomato ketchup with pickle seasoning. So seasoning. I guess it's just like ketchup with the same flavors, like same seasoning they use to pickle pickles or something. Oh. Maybe. 
I don't know. So I they didn't think, explain. Yeah, they did. They didn't explain it. I guess that's disappointing. Um, <laughs> what I was thinking it would be is like, except okay. I started going through this in my mind, and then it was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Basically, like a, almost like a mixture of like ketchup and relish. relish yeah. Except maybe the relish wouldn't be like big chunks. It would be like really. Like finely pureed. Yeah, relish. so so it's kind of like just mixed into the liquid, so it's like tastes like pickles because there's pickles in it, but it's still like a ketchup. That sounds good, though. I think people would eat that. Yeah, I I like ketchup with relish, so that sounds Same. like a yeah. So this is like pickle flavored ketchup, which I still don't fully understand what that would taste like. So so it's artificially flavored like pickles. I think, Is that what it, I think they it said natural flavors. It's a natural flavors. But I don't know. <laughs> What's the difference between a natural and an artificial flavor, though? That's a great question. <laughs> this is one of those things we're going to go down one of those like yeah, FDA website like, rabbit holes. <laughs> it's all chemicals, so. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to yeah, figure that out right now. Out. But okay, so they're going to put it some was, type of flavoring in it, basically. Yeah, it was Heinz's job to explain what this is, not ours. <laughs> Yes. And they failed in that duty. They failed. That said, I'd, I'll try it. Yeah, I would try it too. Because I actually, <laughs> I think like the ketchup and the ketchup and relish combo is very common. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. said, I also do that. Yeah, it's like my, like it's my goat. Yeah, on a hot dog, I do ketchup, mustard, and relish. I'll do all three. I'm not a fan of mustard. I, I never have love been. Mustard. Like I'll eat it, but I'm not ever craving it or really excited about it. Yeah. The only mustard I don't like is like that whole grain mustard where it's just like Oh, with the gr- little oh. seeds in it or whatever. I can't even like eat that. It's a texture at thing. All. It's like It's so weird. It like burns my mouth almost. Like it's like Oh, wow. It's like <laughs> the flavor is so like my taste buds hate the flavor so much that like <laughs> they reject it feels it. like it's br- <laughs> I'm dead serious. It's an allergic reaction just because it's like it's too much. Like I cannot eat that like whole grain yeah. with the with the kernels little the little grains kernels yeah. in it mustard. Yeah. I can't I can't yeah I can't do it. Right and I mean while we're airing our grievances like especially when they serve that as like one of the dipping things for a pretzel it's like it doesn't stay on the pretzel. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I just never even try. I just stay away yeah. from it. So I didn't know that. It's the worst option for a pretzel. Like it doesn't it stick just, to it? Because, yeah, cause, well, depending on how much of it is like those solid pieces. Like it's, yeah. just, it's not a good dipping thing. Give me like a nice smooth mustard or like a honey mustard or something. Yeah, honey mustard is fine. Actually, Great I like pretzels. honey mustard. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Condiments. Yay. Um, yeah, I'll, I would I would try that. Let's I would try. try pickle ketchup. Maybe when it I'm comes interested. we can do a taste test and yeah. see see what we think. Okay, my first story is Guinness World Record news. This is from UPI. And the headline is, Idaho man and amazing race contestants attempt chopsticks in a beard record. Which I just thought was great. It took, my brain took a beat there to figure out like what that means. That whole sentence? Yeah. So uh, a man from Idaho who happens to have more than 250 Guinness World Record titles. Are they all beard-related? No. (laughs) But one of the people that he teamed up with does have a bunch of beard-related titles. (laughs) (laughs) He teamed up um, with a duo of amazing race contestants um, to break this record, or attempt to break this record. 
this is serial record breaker David Rush. He attended an Amazing Race watch party with some of the contestants of the Amazing Race. I don't know how he ended up at this party. That was not explained in the article, but he, he just, ended up. He at just a, woke up one day and he was there. He's like, he ended up at a watch party with contestants of the Amazing Race. Okay. And so, two of those guys, Joel Strasser and Garrett Smith, who are also from Idaho, were there, and the three of them tried to. They decided they were going to try to beat the record for most chopsticks put into a beard in one minute. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a time limit. There was too. a time limit. <laughs> just like jabbing so, them in there. So <laughs> one of these guys, Joel Strasser, was one of this group. He um, previously captured the solo version of this same record. Because this is like... This is a, there's a stipulation. There's a solo record it's, Yes, too. it's most chopsticks put into a beard in one minute team of two is this record. So I forgot to mention that. Surely so I could get a Guinness world, world record. Like there's got to be something, something specific enough that I could do, right? There has to be. Yeah. We should look into this. But yeah. But yeah. Most times bewildered by the specificity of, of Guinness world records. Yeah. Is that anything? We have that recorded, so we could even. That's true. Just turn that in and make them count. (laughs) Yeah, we could turn in our yeah. Just just send a link to our podcast and just make them count. So this guy previously captured the solo version of this record with fifty nine chopsticks. Okay, in his beard. That's many. He also holds the record for most most toothpicks in a beard. Okay, that's most baubles in a beard. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, like what Christmas is a bobble? Like a Christmas ornament? I don't know. It just says baubles. That would be my first thought. It's like hanging a bunch of Christmas ornaments. In that there. makes sense. That's yeah. probably what it is. Like for some reason, my mind went to like marbles, but that wouldn't really make sense. That would like be how hard would they stay to there? Keep them in there? Yeah, I think it's like Christmas most ornaments. marbles covered in super glue in beard. <laughs> <laughs> and also the record for most straws in a beard. <laughs> okay. You found every so, every I mean, cylinder, every little put, yeah. Put most pipe cleaners in a beard. Yeah, I know, right? He's just gonna go through it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was one of these guys. So that's you can see how they came up with this. This right. group yes. got together. Yes. So um, they t- the those two out of the three, they took turns inserting chopsticks into the beard, and they ended the minute with a hundred and ten. Um, for some reason, they determined six of those would be disqualified for some reason. They didn't say why, but so the actual final number is 104, and they've submitted this record attempt to Guinness, but it hasn't, they haven't announced if it's official yet. <laughs> but I don't who know why it's... that some of them were... Who, I don't know. What? Because I think they they recorded a video of them doing this and just like put it out on the internet, which I didn't watch the video, but oh, okay. they, they, I'm sure they explained it in the video. They're like something, so they didn't have something they, from Guinness. These guys though. know the... Yeah. No. These guys know the rules, I guess, of things, and they That's decided true. that some of them would be disqualified. So they're like, we, we've done 104 in one minute, and they, that's officially submitted as a new record. I feel like they should have tried again and just... Just done it again? Do it better. They yeah, why they, didn't they, they do that? They know they had the time to get 110 in there, just make sure that they stay or whatever. Yeah. I'm, they should have done that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, 100, 104 chopsticks. That is a lot. That's still pretty impressive. Like how it's, I don't know how, is the, it a big, how beard? it holds them up. I mean, it's like a, 
It's a, I mean, it's not like stubble, obviously. It's like a beard, you know? It's, it's like, like shoving chopsticks into their face. It's like, it's ah! Like, it's like in their face. No, that's not what it is. It's like in their mouth. Like, what? That doesn't count. doesn't count. No, I'm sorry. I don't have a picture right now. But yeah, it's like a good-sized beard. Okay. But not not something like, it's not crazy. Like, it's like down to the guy's waist or something. It's yeah. like a normal, it's like, like... It seems like it would be beard. easier with a bigger beard. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. No. Anyway, they're the experts. 104 chopsticks. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Impressive. My next story is ice cream news. This is for some reason from mensjournal.com. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, That's hilarious. But anyway, the, the headline is Baskin Robbins unveils Thanksgiving dinner flavored ice cream, but it might not be as gross as you think. So that's their headline. Uh, okay. I and I kind of agree. I don't think it's as gross as the idea sounds. Um, okay. So yeah, this it depends year, what the yeah. specific flavor is. <laughs> it's gravy flavored. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, this year, Baskin Robbins is offering up a Thanksgiving dinner-themed flavor of the month starting November 1st, just in time for Turkey Day. Uh, much like the Thanksgiving sandwich, which is just like when you put a bunch of Thanksgiving leftovers on a sandwich. Yeah. Um, the ice cream chain's Turkey Day Fixins flavor mashes up several dishes into one concoction to bring together, quote, everything you love about your favorite sides. Okay. Um, I don't think these are my favorite sides, but I like them. They're fine. Anyway, uh, according to a company <laughs> press release, the Turkey Day Fixins features a surprising combination of sweet potato and autumn spice ice creams, so I guess that's like the pumpkin pie and autumn and uh, sweet potato flavors. Oh, okay. Swirled with honey cornbread pieces and oh. ocean spray cranberry sauce swirls. So it's like cranberry sauce throughout. Is that all one ice cream That's flavor? all one ice cream. Oh. It's actually kind of pretty. I'll show you a picture in a second. Um, I was going to guess it's either like pumpkin pie or cranberry sauce flavor. But those it's things both. Be, but it's both. Plus sweet potato and also cornbread. And cornbread. Um, Those are all sweet things, so yeah, so it kind of makes sense. sense. It's like, yeah, my favorite is stuffing, and that one it really works. My favorite is also stuffing. I love stuffing. Most people. What's well, not is to stuffing. love? It's it's, it's seasoned so, bread. It's seasoned Who are we bread. Kidding? With, That's all you need. And it's it, it's not dry. It's just yeah. I don't want to say the word moist. I know. I just said I it, know. but <laughs> I knew you. Were, I knew you were hesitating moisture. because you didn't want to. <laughs> you say knew it. why I was hesitating. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's it's, one, there's one direction the this opposite, goes. It's the opposite of dry. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> we love stuffing. Um, not in this, though. Uh, they said, if that description still doesn't do it for you, the company is also bringing back, back its iconic turkey cake dessert this year, which is not something I'd ever heard of. And they, every, like, thing, every source I read about this was like, it's back. Like, their classic turkey, their famous turkey cake is back. I was like, <laughs> like I've like, never heard of this is, before. That's insane. I've never heard of that. Um, which is described as their take on a roasted turkey made to look like it's fresh out of the oven. Um, they don't do a good job describing it here, but what it is is it is an ice cream cake that you can have with any flavor of ice cream inside of it. It's like a mound, so it's like molded to look like a tur- like kind of like a turkey. Okay. Um, and then they use sugar cones for the legs, and then they cover the whole thing in a caramel praline glaze so that oh. it like, looks kind of like turkey. So. 
Um, that makes sense. That's what that looks like. Oh. It's kind of, it's, I mean, it still looks pretty fake, but it's yeah, full of ice cream, so that's pretty cool. That's cool. And then this is what the ice cream looks like. Ooh. It's kind of pretty, I thought. It's like, yeah. It's like white and gold and cranberry colors. I actually really like that. I think it's pretty. It honestly sounds kind of good, too. Um, so, yeah, they're doing that and the turkey cake. And here's uh, a quote from Baskin-Robbins director of brand marketing, Hannah Suits, which is a great name. <sighs> what a great name. Hannah, Sorry, just, Hannah Suits. I have to let that sink in for a second. Isn't that so good? Yes. It's just the word suits. Like, exactly, <laughs> it's just suits. And she's a director of something? Perfect. Director of brand marketing, Hannah Suits. Yeah, perfect. I love it. Amazing. Uh, so she says, we continue to push the boundaries of flavor innovation at Baskin Robbins and wanted to bring a unique scoop to the table that deliciously encapsulates all the sweet and savory flavors from your favorite Thanksgiving sides. Along with the return of our iconic turkey cake, these offerings are a delicious and innovative take on holiday favorites. They're this really convinced the that icon. people know about this thing. It's like, <laughs> how funny would it be if, like, this is actually the first time they've done it and just all their marketing is like, it's back. It's the back. iconic turkey cake. They're just cake. gaslighting all of just, us. Yeah, they're just gaslighting <laughs> like, everyone. You it's all like, remember the I've turkey never cake, heard right? Of this before. You all had a turkey cake at Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds good. I would try that. Yeah. Honestly, it all that all sounds pretty good. Do we have a Baskin Robbins in here? Um, I think there is one. Yeah, probably. In that direction. Obviously, listeners can't see where I'm pointing, but that direction. <laughs> I was just pointing vaguely <laughs> in a direction. So I, yeah, I have to, I have to imagine she's right. I, I kind of want to go try this though. All right. My next story is entertainment news. <laughs> This is from The Verge, and the headline is, Nintendo is making a live-action Zelda movie. Yes, they are. (laughs) They're definitely doing that. And I wanted to talk about it, because I want to know what you think about it. Because I haven't talked to you about this yet, even though I'm sure you've seen it and you have thoughts. I've heard about it, and I have thoughts. (laughs) So, um, if you haven't heard about this, Nintendo... I'm directing that to the listeners. Um, (laughs) Nintendo has confirmed that it's working on a live-action adaptation of The Legend of Zelda. The movie will be directed by Wes Ball, best known for the Maze Runner trilogy and the upcoming Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, apparently. Okay. I don't know. Um, You've all heard about this iconic movie that he's making. Yeah. (laughs) Zelda... (laughs) I know, like, that's random. Okay. (laughs) Zelda creator... Hopefully I'm right... Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, that's pretty close. Is that am I close? Okay. Yeah, close enough. And then he's like a huge Zelda fan. If listeners, yeah. if you didn't know this, so yep. if if I misspeak about anything, like, no. you can correct me. You're, you're <laughs> all good. Good so far. Um, so he will serve as a producer of the movie, as he did on the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, and he will be producing alongside Avi Arad, who has also worked on some like big films. I guess. Sounds great. Um. And apparently Miyamoto has been working on this concept of a live-action film for years already, and Hmm. they're just now announcing it and saying that, you know, confirming that it's actually going to happen. Um, And there aren't many details on the movie itself yet, 
just that it's happening, yeah. and that Nintendo is going to be financing it with along with Sony, um, but they're they're going to be financing more than fifty percent of everything, and Sony is also doing it as well. It's kind of interesting to see them team up on a Zelda movie, but sure. It's just, yeah, it's for like, a okay. long time they were competitors. They're not really anymore, but it's still it's still kind of it's neat to see yeah. them team up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this article mentioned that this that Nintendo, and maybe this is the Verge's opinion, but they seem to be trying to become a broader entertainment company and not just like to be producing other things that aren't mm-hmm. just. The well, the games. Mario movie did very well for them, so I'm not that surprised. Um, yeah, so there's like the Super Mario movie, and then also they've been getting into more like like theme park attractions and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to expand. They're trying to expand their branding. So yeah, we could see more of this in the future. Um, I think that Super Nintendo World is only open in Japan currently, but I think they're bringing it stateside at some point. I would go to that. I think it's at Universal Studios. Should be pretty cool. It's, it's like, going to be at- it's like one of the zones in Universal Studios, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I would love to go to that at some point. I think, yeah, I think plenty of people would enjoy like a theme or Nintendo. I think they have like a park. Mario Kart ride and everything. Like it sounds really fun. Oh, sweet! <laughs> that's like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much potential with mm-hmm. that. Um, the company said in a statement about this film that uh, by producing visual contents of Nintendo IP. Nintendo is creating new opportunities to have people from around the world to access the world of entertainment, which Nintendo has built through different means apart from its dedicated game consoles. Yeah. So well, that's sense. the news. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually heard about this because I'm in, I don't know, there's some Facebook groups that I'm randomly in and like, it's just become a flood of people just posting like these people should be cast. Yeah. These people should be cast. And it's like really funny to me. Like, yeah. I've seen a lot of people calling for Timothy Chalamet or, um, Tom Holland to be link. Those are, I think the top links yeah. I've seen suggested. I've seen those two. I don't know. Tom Holland. I don't know. I don't see yeah, I that. Don't, I, I don't know. Reason. Who, honestly, that I think it would be, <laughs> I made this as a joke to somebody, but I think they should have Ryan Gosling as link and Margot Robbie as Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that'd, that'd be, be really hilarious. funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see Timothy Chalamet doing it. Yeah, he he could do it probably. He has the right look for it, but um, yeah. Apart from the casting, though, what do you think about the whole concept of like like Link doesn't talk? Link doesn't talk, which is a is yeah. This so is, this is, that's one of that's my one of my many concerns with this. I just <laughs> I. I don't. I'm. I don't mean to be a pessimist, but I just don't see this being. I can't see how this would be good. I just don't. I. I don't understand because it's like. I don't. I. I don't think they could like directly adapt one of the games or anything. Like video games don't like adapt well to like movies because an element of it is the interaction. So they're going to have to come up with some kind of like probably original story, which fine i guess but i i don't know i just do they keep link as a silent protagonist because if they do that's weird but if they don't that's also weird and i just don't know i i don't know i have i have concerns i i I need to see more i want to know what their plan is because yeah i i really i'm very I don't know if it's going to be good. I'm I'm scared. Yeah, so the two big, <laughs> I, I'm not 
honestly, I'm not. I'm not too scared about it. Yeah. I I feel like Nintendo tends to only put out things that are high quality, right? In general. Generally I mean, I speaking. Usually, usually. Yeah. Their history with movies is spotty, but that's because they didn't have direct control over the 1993 Super Mario movie, which was, <laughs> yeah, which was so very strange. If you, um, ha- if you haven't I seen it, it is a weird. No, I haven't. It is haven't a weird it. snapshot of the times. That is, yeah, they took a lot of creative liberties with what Mario is. Um, um, so the fact that like Shigeru Miyamoto is like directly involved is promising because um, he does have a really high standard for quality, but I. I don't know. Yeah. The live actionness of it too. It's just like, is it going to be really cheesy or is it going to be like really dark? Like, yeah, I don't it's know true. Like they, like what, is, what direction are they going to go with it? Because they could make it like kind of dark. Like they could, they like could, more, but they could all, but like also it's like, he fights like monsters, not people. So it's like, is, are the monsters going to look really silly or are they going to like make them re- like really scary? Like, yeah, I don't know yeah, what, yeah, the, like, what is the goal here? It's just like, are they going to try to keep the whimsicalness of it? Right. Like, I, or I, are they going to be like fairies flying serious. around saying like, listen, like I, I don't know what they're going <laughs> to yeah. do. Like, <laughs> I really don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> yeah. so, it's like, yeah. I don't know either. There's, I, there's a lot of opportunity I, and a lot optimistic. of things I'm scared for. Like, I don't know. I, I need to see more. Yeah, I don't know. that's fair. That's fair. The Mario movie ended up being apparently pretty good. I actually haven't seen it, but haven't it's coming to Netflix on December 3rd. Oh, I nice. saw that today, so okay. um, that's probably where I'll watch, watch it. it. But uh, it turned out, uh, like, I think it was a little, people said it was a little safe, but it was still good, so. All right, well, here's what I'll I I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll probably see it regardless. I am, like you said, a big Zelda fan. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of directions they could go with it. Mm-hmm. And like we said, because Miyamoto is like directly involved in it, that makes me think like, okay, it's probably going to be pretty good quality. It's not just like somebody would, else yeah. randomly doing it. Like, I would you hope know. so. Um, he was very upset by the 1993 Super Mario Bros. <laughs> movie because so, he had no direct involvement. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm aware, so. And I think, like, not, okay, so I haven't played through all of, like, the game, all of the, like, the older games, um, but I have played the two most recent ones, and I could definitely see, like, Breath of the Wild being a film. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that, obviously, that's a very different experience than playing the game, because part of the whole point of the game is, like, exploration and, like, yeah, the story of things, that game, but, I think, is probably one of the ones that would, like, lend itself most to, like, just narratively to being a movie. Yeah, like, you could... There's a lot of stuff that happens. Like You you could actually... You could create a plot that if you were... You know, if you were playing that game and you just did, like, the main plot things, like, in a certain order... Right. <laughs> including, like, the flashbacks that happen and stuff, like, that would be basically like a concise storyline. I yeah. think like they could the flashbacks make that especially would, like flashing back to like how everything happened, I think would, yeah, it's already kind of like a, a movie technique that they used in the game. So, right. So, I, so I could see that. I but mean, it's, I know that's a, like it's a, also like a game that you spend like hundreds of hours in and like, what are they going to condense into two hours? I'm, I just don't know how you make a cohesive story with 
it's just unless I'm so maybe they'll make it a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I know, may, sorry, yeah, maybe it'll be like a legend. It could be like Lord, like of, the the Lord of the Rings with the Legends of Zelda. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Like they're fighting monsters all, all the time in Lord of the Rings. They could even do like four and have like each of the four regions he goes to, and then or maybe That's five true. and then have like the finale. I don't know. They're probably not going to do that, no. but it's still yeah, like four is a lot. Four but, is a lot. Yeah, but they could do two or three. Yeah, maybe and like. Yeah, maybe even two. I'm not, now, I'm th- now, now I'm having ideas. I'm like, okay, the first one he could do two of the regions, and the second one could be the other two plus like the finale or something. Mm-hmm. And that way, they have time to really like, you know. Yeah, I think go through all that. Yeah, other than Breath of the Wild, I think people are like hopeful for maybe like Ocarina of Time story, which is one of the most famous in the series, mm-hmm. and like I think would also potentially lend itself to a movie. Um. Pie in the Sky, Majora's Mask would be an insane one for them to adapt because it's like that game is, for one, kind of scary, and two, is like kind of a Groundhog Groundhog Day situation already because it's like the same three days over and over, and like that would already kind of lend itself to a movie, and I think it would be really cool, (laughs) but it would be so out of nowhere and nobody would understand what's going on. (laughs) Okay, if they made Majora's Mask a film, that probably would be like, it would be insane, but awesome. At it would be time. so cool as a movie, I think. I really like, do. I watch, so, <laughs> but like, it would never happen. My husband happen. replayed that, like, yeah. semi-recently, and I kind of was like, why? he found, <laughs> I forgot if we told you this or not, but he found, like, his old, like, the walkthrough guide. Oh, yeah, his parents I had that. Ha- yeah, so, like, he got that and was like, oh, I'm going to replay it. I have the walkthrough sort of, like, help, you know. Cause, when like, I played that I game remember. as a kid, I just read the walkthrough and did the thing in like, the game. Because I was like, how, the, mm. how are you supposed to do any of this if you don't have that? I'm, like, watching this. I'm like, this is for kids? Like, <laughs> how are you supposed to figure this yeah. out? Like, this is insane. It was so complicated. Like, I yeah, was there's anyway, a lot going on. It was really cool. Like, mm. that game is awesome. It would be a really cool movie. It would make no sense for them <laughs> to make, make it a movie. No sense to make a movie. Because... How would they'd have to just pick like a few of the things mm-hmm. and like yeah. focus on those things yeah. in the would, story? It, like you wouldn't be able to fit all the content in there. No, but but like, I think it would work, which is the cool thing. <laughs> that but would it, be cool though. Anyway, we've gotten yes, this is so into the weeds on this. Anyway, anyway, I think it's. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll You're making me slightly more optimistic, so thank you for that, and hopefully it ends up being at least watchable. I hope so. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you want to share a story with us about video games becoming movies or anything else, you can send us an email at knickknacknews at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.